Welcome to Quilting Business Success, the podcast where we interview quilters just like you who have turned their passion for quilting into a profitable long-arm quilting business. I'm your host, Andrew Weaver, and in each episode, we'll bring you stories of quilters who have the same doubts and fears that every quilter has when they think about pursuing their quilting dreams. But these quilters moved forward anyway, despite their fears, and today, you'll hear their stories. Jeff and Glenda uh, here with us, as well as Jenna, and they're going to tell us a little bit about how they uh, how their quilting journey has gone. But um, I think I will go ahead and take uh, take Jenna first, and then uh, later we'll go to Jeff. And I I think your story is really interesting, and so I'm just going to start out with this. Um, you've obviously got a Long Arming success story. That's why you're here. Um, first, tell everybody, um, where's home for you? Where in the country are you? So um, I am from Ohio. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> okay. <good old> Ohio. <laughs> yep. And and have, have you always been there? You're a longtime resident there? Yep. Born and Grew raised. up there. Yeah. Okay. How long have you been long arm quilting? So my son was almost a year old when I started. Um, so about eight years now. Okay. And you're mom to one now you have one child. When I started quilting, I had one and then I later had my daughter. Um, so I have two. Yep. Okay. All right. You know, I mean, I feel like every mother's nightmare is to like, have to go, you know, find a job somewhere. Um, where you're going to have to like leave your children or worry about childcare. Um, so that's ultimately why, you know, I thought this was such a great opportunity. Um, my mother-in-law, you know, quilted in her home on her gamble. Um, since my fiance was a year old, practically. So about the same situation. Um, and she was very successful. Uh, so I knew that, you know, there was, a lot of good things that could come out of this and I wouldn't have to leave my babies. Um, and it's been great. So I think that kind of gives me the answer already to my next question, which was, did you get your long arms specifically to do a business or was quilting for other people just a way to finance your hobby? So for you, it was specifically business and for other people, just a way to finance your hobby. So for you, it was specifically business. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, why did you decide to go with the gamble? Well, so, um, like I said, you know, my mother-in-law had started quilting in her home and she started on a gamble and this was back in the early nineties. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, she's honestly just seeing what the machines could do, um, and how fast of a turnaround time I could have, um, doing my quilts. I mean, that was it for me, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, so I, you, I have you, you got to observe you got to observe her, so it took a lot of the uncertainty out of it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I've also, you know, gotten a chance to, um, you know, try other machines, too. And I just, I, my, I'm a gamble girl. Yeah. Um, what model of machine did you start with? Was it a hand-guided one or computerized? No, I went straight to Statler uh, computerized because, again, you know, I was for me, it was about making money and doing it quickly. Um, you know, because I did have, you know, little, little kids running around. 
Um, and with, with the Statler, you know, I could let it run by itself and not have to worry about it. And I'm still making money, you know? Um, so that, yeah, I went straight to the Statler, you know? Um, so that, yeah, I went straight to the Statler. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, do you have the same machine today? Have you traded up or added an upgrade to it or anything like that? Nope. Nope. I have the same machine. Um, and I, actually it was a used machine before I got it. Um, so yeah, I've not yeah. had to do anything to it. It's been perfect actually. Okay. Um, how did you know there was enough long arm business available in your town to support another long arm quilter? Sure. Um, so my mother-in-law also, you know, after she quilted for customers, she also had a, um, like a fabric shop with, you know, quilting machines in there. Um, so, you know, I would always, even before I started quilting for people, I would hear the customers come in and say, oh, you'll never guess, um, you know, my quilter has a backlog of <laughs> three plus months. So I'm like, okay, word of mouth really, I just mm -hmm. knew that there was plenty to go around. So is, so is that how you found the customers for your business was the word of mouth? Essentially. Yeah. I mean, we did a little bit of like advertising, but honestly, once you do a good job for somebody, um, you know, they go and tell their friends, you know, they're all in, they're all in quilting groups and guilds. And um, so, you know, if you do a good job, then, you know, you're going to get recognition for it. So. Mm -hmm. Um. How did you come up with the funds to purchase your machine? Well, so it was kind of more of a um, payment plan. So for me, this, so this might be a little different from other people. Um, we had a lady. It was your mother-in-law, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little I'm a little spoiled <laughs> okay okay spoiled <laughs> okay okay yeah you know what I've I've known of people that had an uncle or an aunt who really believed in them who had a grandmother or a grandfather who said look you can do this this is where your dream is yeah. you know um and that's you know you you don't want to borrow from family but uh honestly if it works out, it's fine. It's yeah, good. Somebody leaves you a machine and, um, you know, I mean, just, just do it. Mm -hmm. So how long, how long did it take to pay her back? Or is, is it hard to answer that question because you're. It is hard to answer that. Um, you know, cause it, it's like payments, you know, mm -hmm. so it's, it's not completely paid off yet. <laughs> just because. Just cause she's not asking you for the money. <laughs> right. <laughs> gotcha okay um so you didn't have another job while you were doing this you were a um so you didn't have another job while you were doing this you were a full-time stay-at-home mom with the quilting business okay um about how many hours a week do you spend quilting for other people these days um these days um not as much as I used to um but by by choice or because your business shriveled no 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 i mean i don't want to ask i mean i gotta ask that question because yeah no just by choice just by choice mm -hmm. um but you know back when i started i mean it was like a regular job so i would work essentially like nine to five um 
but, you know, I did have small children. So, you know, that being said, I did have to occasionally, you know, stop and pause and, you know, attend to my little humans and, um, my little humans. And, um, so yeah, I mean, I made it like a typical job. Okay. And if I didn't work as much during the day, you know, I would stay up maybe a little at, later at night. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. To make sure that if you promise something that you got it done in time. You got it. Got it. Uh, it's very important to the customers that you do what you said you were going to do. That's right. Um, do you do only edge to edge? Uh, do you offer custom quilting? Um, so I, I have done custom quilting. Um I personally prefer not to only because I think there's, um, you know, faster turnaround time, obviously, and edge to edge. Um, and, you know, that's to me, that's the money maker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. OK. Um, do you charge by the hour or by the square inch or how do you calculate the bill? So I say your total bottom line cost is to the customer before sales tax. Uh, for an average queen size quilt, what are we talking about there? Um, I I mean, so my prices changed. Obviously, when I started, they were a little bit lower. Um, so I would say when I started, it would have probably been like seventy five to eighty. Um, mm-hmm. and then as they they've gone up, it's I mean almost a hundred. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. For a queen and that's size and quilt. that's. Yeah, and I mean that's just for um you know very light quilting. Mhm. Yeah, the market definitely varies a lot from place to place and that's an important thing that if somebody's starting a business they want to know what what the rates are in their area because it sure. certainly does change a lot depending on where you are. Um how many uh quilts are um how many uh quilts do you figure you did in your worst year? Your worst year. Oof. Or if you want to use dollars, that would work too. Um, in my worst year, I would say probably like, I'm going to throw out a number, probably like 20,000. Okay. So. Are you willing to share what your best year would have been? Oh, it would have been probably like, I'm going to give you a range. So like probably 70 to 80, 90. I mean, I mean, it just depends, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. but there was never lack of lack of quilts to do, you know. So you I'm I'm just observing your personal decorations. Uh, You strike me as a very person who's maybe not really up on bookkeeping and like keeping super strict (laughs) records. I'm not. Okay. I'm just meant to. I'm not judge a book by its cover. Yeah. But okay. I'm not okay. very willy nilly. Uh, well, thank you for doing your best with these questions. Sure. Um, do you provide or sell supplies like batting or wide back fabrics or anything else for people when they bring you a quilt? So, um, if they dropped it off, you know, at the at the quilt shop, you know, we I would um, I prefer to cut my own batting um, just because I've had times where somebody has brought me batting. Um, and it wasn't the right size. And then we had to, you know, go through all that. So, um, what I would do is if they insisted on using their own batting, then I would charge them a $10, 
um, you know, feet. BYOB. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. But honestly, me. So you just kind of added on a little batting charge to the to yep. the bill. Okay. Yep. Um, and it sounds like you uh, you have a deal with the quilt shop for them to be the drop off. So you don't have people yes. come to your home. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, and that's, you know, that's how it was for a really long time. Um, you know, I would say, Hey, I'm dropping off these quilts. Um, you know, they'll be here and they'll, they'll, they would tell me, you know, Hey, I'll be there this afternoon. Like we wouldn't even have to be in person. They would just come yeah. pick it up. I, I have run across a large number of people who, uh, they start, they start their business with their gamble. They go to a quilt shop in town that doesn't offer long arming services. Yeah. They say, Hey, I would be happy to long arm quilt your samples that are up on the walls if you'll be a drop off place for me. And yeah. a lot of times those relationships work out very well because they're mutually beneficial. Oh, yeah. Obviously, you want to make sure that you're only. Oh, yeah. Obviously, you want to make sure that you're only connected with people that have kind hearts and are not gonna not gonna irritate your customers yeah but also <laughs> it's a good opportunity for you um you know to get out there because a lot of the times the, the quilt shops have groups that come in um it's true that may be looking for a quilter um so it's really it's a it's important to really you know make friends with um the local quilt shops because they'll be mm -hmm. your biggest supporters. Mm -hmm. It's true. Uh, do you offer other services like binding or piecing a person's backing together or uh, building a t-shirt quilt for somebody? Do you do any of those things? Um, I prefer not to um, just because, you know, that's more time, you know, for me, um, even though I could charge for it, I would rather just quilt another quilt <laughs> than sit there and buy. So tell, you're telling me that if your machine can't do it automatically for you, you're not interested. I right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Okay. <laughs> I don't even um, like to bind my own quilts, <laughs> let alone somebody else's. So what was the hardest part of growing your business? Um, About growing it? Mm. I don't, it was honestly, it just happened. yeah, I mean, honestly, it was just, it was very easy. You know, I mean, I was very fortunate and a lot of people I worked with were just very kind people. Um, you uh, know, they're they, quilters. They, That's yeah, how they are. They, they wanted to support me, you know? So, um, I don't feel like I had too many troubles to be completely honest. Awesome. Um, what is one change in technology that makes it easier today than it was when you started? As far as like the Statler or just like all together? Uh, well, I guess the world has changed. I didn't write this question, so I don't actually know. It's my first time too. Pass. I don't know the answer. Yeah. Okay. Buzz that one. <laughs> um, who was your biggest cheerleader or your support system when you were doing this? Oh, my mother-in-law. For sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, because she knew, you know, she's she did it. Um, you know, when her kids were growing up and um, she knew how much of a success it would be. So definitely my mother-in-law. Mm -hmm. What kind of impact has the quilting money and control of your personal schedule made in your life? Oh, it's been amazing. Um, you know, getting to pick the hours that I work, um, 
the, the flexibility of the job is, I mean, you can't find that anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Let's you be there for the kiddos. Yeah. Um, what is something that you wish someone would have told you when you first started? <laughs> Don't let customers pick the thread. <laughs> don't let customers pick the thread that's a good one um so with with all the years that have gone by i mean it was all what eight years i'm trying to do the math from what you said eight years ago that you got your gamble and started what advice would you give to someone who wants to achieve what you've obviously achieved just i mean i would say just go for it i mean I was skeptical, you know, at first, um, but you know, did you, it sounds like you doubted your own. Ability. I did. I did. Of course I did, you know, cause it was new, you know, I had always like sewn, but this was a whole new thing for me. Um, but honestly, you know, having the support, you know, and the knowledge of, you know, my in-laws and, um, honestly the support of Gamel, I mean, was, phenomenal i mean i couldn't have made it without those people that's mm-hmm. for sure cool well we have a um i just want to tell everybody who's um in the background which my view i'm too new to this computer webinar platform i don't even know if we're talking to one people or a or a hundred <laughs> but um i do want to say that if people have a question that they would like to address to Jenna uh, or to me or what you can type it in the chat at the bottom. And then um, when we get to closer to the end, I'll go ahead and read those, but do me a favor. And if the questions for, for Jenna, uh, just put her name in there so that we, so that we know who you're asking the question of. Um, thank you so much for sharing your story, Jenna. Actually, there's a ton, we've known each other for a while, but there's a ton of your story that is new to me. And I, I think it's really cool. Thank you for sharing it. You're welcome. Yeah. So if if, if you want to relax a little bit, I'm going to switch my focus over here and bring up Jeff and Glenda. Thank you so much, guys. So welcome. Um, where is home for you guys? We're located in the Tulsa, Oklahoma area. Okay. And uh, how long have you been long-arm quilting? Welcome. Um, where is home for you guys? We're located in the Tulsa, Oklahoma area. Okay. And uh, how long have you been long-arm quilting? We started quilting in 2014 when we got our machine. Okay. 2014. So that is nine, nine years. years. Okay. And what made you decide to long-arm? Well, there's well, that, a story behind that, that. That's that's a convoluted <laughs> story, let me tell you. Okay. So we were dating at the time, and I said, hey, come to this quilt show with me. Look, I want to look at some machines, and you'll just, you'll, there'll be things there that you'll like. Are you game? And he said, sure. So we went to a quilt show, and and when we walked through the door, there's this huge long arm sitting right in the middle of the aisle as we walk in. And his eyes just glaze.
And after about an hour, I said, come on, we got other things to look at. You know, let's let's move on, you know. The so, pretty fabric, right? Yeah, yeah. So things that I wanted to look at, you know, so. Let me let me jump jump in here and just let everybody know that quilters are just not right. And I'm married to one, so I'm licensed to say that. <laughs> so, so, it, so I, you saw this machine, but what made you what made you decide to long arm? Because obviously, you were a quilter. Well, she's a quilter. Don't yes. call me a quilter. Yeah, I'm a quilter and a sewer, uh, and have been for many years. Yeah, when she dragged me to this quilt show. <laughs> Uh, it was with a very specific criteria because she wanted a quilting machine. Those two oh. words, that was her criteria. Quilting machine. True story. Quilting machine. True story. And she was looking at price tag. And she dragged me the first place after we got past that first stop. Uh, she dragged me to a, a place that had a... Um, uh, a machine that might be associated with a uh, Ford Model T by the name. Um, uh, yeah, I guess we can talk about them because they're out of business. Okay, uh, to the Tin Lizzie booth, and she yeah. says, "This is what I want," and it, I think it was like six thousand dollars. And I stood there and listened to the thing run for about ten seconds, and I'm like, "Oh, no." No, we are not spending a dime on this machine. So so what was your background that get, makes you qualified to decide that that machine is not good enough? Uh, I've got a, a fairly extensive background in uh, electromechanical uh, and and yeah. uh, I know you're very I know you're extraordinarily technically minded, so you were <laughs> You were yeah. qualified to judge this, the this quality machine, of the this, plastic. Yeah, this this machine sounded like it was about to tear itself apart. Um, it was it was not a good first experience. Right. Um, so so you were going around the booths. Tell me how that went. Well, it's we just went from we went from booth to booth, and uh, I was there to look at uh, quilting machines because that was my mission. She kept dragging me and looking at fabric and such. But um, uh, we looked at the different machines that were available, uh, many different manufacturers, and we walked away from the show with uh, uh, a pretty good idea, of at least what was available in uh, you know, the small town of Oklahoma City. Uh, probably would have had a bigger selection at a bigger show and a bigger town. But... Um, we decided to just put it on hold, you know, temporarily, and uh, we did some research over the next year and had decided on a different type of machine. And I am I am just really embarrassed to say that it was not a gamel that we had decided on. And uh, we went back the next year and we were ready to write a check. But we couldn't get the uh, uh, rep at the booth to give us the time of day. Uh, he was pretty busy chatting up a cute blonde. And then um, when he got done with that chat, he left the booth and just left us standing there. Hmm. Um, it was it was not a great experience. Uh, so we just started walking around the show and uh, stumbled into the Gamble booth. Um, mm -hmm. I don't I don't think Gamble uh, stumbled into the Gamble booth. Um, mm -hmm. I don't 
I don't think Gamel had been there the year before, so we weren't really uh, aware of Gamel. Um, and we, uh, I mean, the first thing we, we saw a, um, it was a vision one or was so that's a, a, that's a hand guided machine. Yeah. A hand guided machine. Little touch screen. Right. Yeah. Um, that I think was the first thing we saw. And then we saw the, uh, uh, charm, a sit down machine that I, it's no longer manufactured, is it? Mm-hmm. No. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. The charm. Um, but then I saw the Statler and um, my eyes glazed over. Um, I got uh, sucked in and um, we went home with one on order. And we did. Um, I think I was scheduled for a psychiatric to get the gamble there at the show. I was I was a little concerned because I went to the show wanting a, a, a home machine, basically. I wanted to be able to quilt my own quilts because I find uh, satisfaction and completion and, you know, being able to start to finish my own quilts. And um, we got to talking actually before we pulled the trigger on it and said, you know, the uh, at the time he was uh, Air Force Junior ROTC teacher at Jinx High School. And we were afraid that the program was fixing to end and uh, were concerned about what we were going to do next. And so, um, you know, we we thought, well, okay, if we do this and we go into business, then we'll have something to fall back on or something for retirement or, you know, those those thoughts, were, you know, those those thoughts, you know, went through our minds and. Uh, and I told him, I said, you know, if you're willing to help me with it, I'm I'm game. Let's do it. So we actually did a great but, but here he's fallen he's fallen in love with a machine that's five times what you were thinking to spend. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I yeah, I was very anxious about it. <laughs> Six times. Six times. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um so when you wrote that check you knew at that point that this wasn't just quilting to finance the hobby you wanted to make sure that if you needed to you had a machine that you could make an income off of yeah yeah it was it was a huge leap of faith yeah um we knew we were going to start the business but we knew we were going to start the business but we didn't know we were going to start the business the way we did. Um, and there was there was a lot of anxiety uh, after we wrote that deposit check. There was a lot of anxiety over it. Um, but um, everything worked out. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, like, I like to think that you know, like what they say, courage is not the absence of fear. It's deciding to go ahead and do what you need to do despite the fear. Yeah. I know what you're talking about with those, yeah. you know, you wake up at night, what have I done? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. absolutely. And and uh, sure enough, like uh, Glenda was saying, about a year after we uh, bought the machine, um the Air Force closed the program. 
um, the Air Force closed the program that I was teaching in, and um, I retired from teaching, so I stayed home. She was kind enough to say, you know, sweetie, if you stay home and run the quilting business, you don't have to go find a real job. <laughs> That's so, exactly what I said. Yeah, so I stayed home, and um, over that first year, um, we had been doing a ton of charity quilts for the local quilt guild. Uh, and just learning how to use the machine. Mm -hmm. um, unlike, you know, nowadays with the Statler uh, training program, uh, when we bought our machine, there was absolutely no training. Uh, the dealer offered a, uh, a two-day course. We went down, did that in residence um, with them. But uh, by the time... I recall there was a book on the software, right? Did you? Uh, we didn't get a book. No, we didn't. Yeah. We didn't get a book. And uh, in fact, it's it, so it might different. have been available, but we didn't get that, one. In fact, yeah. the, the most current book that we got when we bought the machine was for a version of software that was no longer no longer in use. Yeah. So uh, you guys, so, you guys managed to overcome some challenges for sure. We did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We did. Um, uh, life is much better now than it was back then. <laughs> uh, I, I will say that. But um, but yeah, after that first year and doing the um, uh, all of the charity quilts and actually just learning how to use the machine, learning how the machine operates um, and then getting uh, thrust into it as a real business. Uh, I'm I'm just going to go ahead and answer some of your questions that I remember. Uh, I'm I'm just going to go ahead and answer some of your questions that I remember. Our biggest challenge was just breaking into the quilting cartel. Um, you know, going to the local uh, quilt guild that we were in, and you know, you listen to the uh, quilters, you know, constantly complaining about they didn't like this or they didn't like that about their uh, current long armor. And we're like, well, you know, we're kind of new at this. Bring us your quilts and let us do it. You know, give, give us that opportunity. And they're like, oh, no, I can't do that. That'll hurt her feelings. And I'm like, well, then shut up. You know, <laughs> um, if if you're not happy, give us the opportunity. Well, we finally got a few of those folks to uh, start bringing us their quilts, and they were very pleased with the uh, results. Well, well, that. Jeff, I have to say that you were at a disadvantage uh, being male, being male. I mean, I just, I just have to say that I believe that that would make it harder for somebody to hand over their quilt until they had seen your, your yeah. work. Right, right. And, yeah. and we also had had a uh, an issue with some of the local quilt shops um they they were stuck in the dark ages of machine quilting uh they didn't want to um take us on as one of their long armors without um printed samples of all our patterns that we use Mm. And we try to explain to them that with a uh, a hand guided quilter that has maybe twenty or twenty five pantographs to choose from, you know, we're using a Statler. And going back to one of your other questions, we went, uh, you know, we we flew aircraft term here VFR direct right to the uh, Statler. Uh, they could not 
visualize or just could not wrap their minds around having five or six thousand or like some of the people I know, 10 or 20,000 patterns available to use. And it's like, if you want us to print off a, a, a sample of every single pattern that we've got available to use, you're going to have an entire library. Here. We're going to be killing a tree. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, but they just could not get beyond that. So we, the ones that were like that, we just bypassed. Uh, they were not uh, catering to the uh, clients that we were looking for anyway. Um, but eventually our, our business built uh, just leaps and bounds. And, uh, you know, in our um, our worst year, I think we maybe did 130, 140 quilts. We did 130, 140 quilts. And our best year, maybe maybe 250. We weren't really a high volume um, long arm so, operation. So in your market... Uh, what would you say your average queen size quilt bottom line is for well, the quilting service? It, it we would have to really break that down a little a little more because um, we were selling batting uh, quite often. We were selling backing as well as just the quilting service. And I would say that we were routinely bringing in $150 to $200 per quilt, but that included uh, backing and, and batting and, and. Sure. So you had some cost in there. Right. Yeah. There were, right. So, um, but, um, we went from like the first year that we had our machine, when we bought our machine, we put down, um, let's see, it was what, I think it was like $33,000 in uh, 2014 is yeah. what we paid for. Thirty. Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. And we put $10,000 down and financed the rest through uh, one of the uh, uh, companies that I think they're still available through Gamble, mm -hmm. AFP. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And uh, that first year, we were writing those checks out of our own pocket. Uh, but after that first year, it got to the point well, where once you got past the quilting cartel, you know, once we started getting yeah. past the quilting cartel, yeah. boy, I tell you what, that's a <laughs> that's a tough bunch of ladies, let me tell you. Um, but um, first year, maybe we were writing every other check ourselves oh, instead of out of the business accounts. Less than that. And but it progressively got less yeah. to the point where you know we were pulling in way more money than was going out, and um, and our when we we finally pulled the plug on our business, we're only doing we've got the uh, friends and family program going on right now. Um, you know we're not really open to the public anymore. You can thank COVID for that. That just about uh, did us in. Uh, it was just incredible. People pick up one quilt and drop off five. Uh, yeah. It was just killing us. Yeah. But um, too much work. Too much work. Yeah. It was. It was. But um, uh, doing the the retail side of things, you know, selling the the backing, you know, selling the the backing and the batting and and doing and unlike Jenna, we were actually doing t-shirt quilts. Mm -hmm. We had a production line thing going in on here and 
uh, we kind of filled a niche where, um, you know, you bring us a stack of T-shirts, we'll hand you back a finished quilt. Um, and um, we had the advantage, though, that he was quilting while I was putting uh, right. T-shirt quilts together. And sure. then I would hand them over to him. He would quilt them, hand them back to me, and I would bind them. And um, the family that quilts together. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Uh, let me tell you, this machine has led us in directions that I never <laughs> would have uh, imagined. Uh, the position we're in today is not anything I would have visualized in 2014. Mm -hmm. Jeff, are, are you willing to hazard a guess as to what you what you but our our best year was year before last and we uh uh topped out a little over a hundred and twenty five thousand mm-hmm. and that's both of you working correct yes yes right mm-hmm. okay right yeah, I want to make I sure just, people understand that yeah I continued to work and he was running the quilting business I would come home and do whatever I needed to do whether it be piece of backing or bind a quilt after I got off work and I was able to retire in 2019. So five years in, uh, he got to where he couldn't handle it all by himself. So he said, okay, hun, I know you're wanting to work another three years, but uh, I need you to come home and help me now. Yeah. So I retired in 2019 and we've done it full time since then. The the business was uh, completely out of control and we were um, actually discussing discussing opening a store opening a shop and uh, we had become uh, sales reps for our regional dealer at that time and uh, sold a machine to a couple that uh, they were getting ready to open a store we we sold a statler to to them and uh, you know I was I was almost on my knees thanking them you know, thank you. Thank you. You took that conversation out of our house, you know, um, but it had gotten to the point where we couldn't expand any more than we already had. I mean, we were out of space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, do you have the same machine today or have you traded up or added an upgrade to it? We have upgraded. Uh, we same machine, same machine, but we did upgrade to the Ascend. Mm-hmm. Today, or have you traded up or added an upgrade to it? We have upgraded. Uh, we same machine, same machine, but we did upgrade to the Ascend. Mm-hmm. That was okay. in January this year. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. What what an upgrade! Oh yeah. yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get it, Jenna. So, get it. You won't regret it. Yeah. So here's a question. It's not on my list, but um, do you, would you say that you run your quilts a little faster than you used to, or you just enjoy the increased accuracy or what is it for you that really makes you happy with the ascend? Well, above all, I love the accuracy. You know, where Mm -hmm. before I had issues trying to match points, you know, if you had a thread break or something, you know, and you'd go back, even though you told it where to start, it would just be a a couple of threads, just a little bit. Um, The Ascend has taken that away. I mean, I can get exactly where I need to be, where I want to be. It's going to start right there as long as I tell it where to start and have the the correct point for myself, you know. Mm 
Yeah. Um, I do quilt a little bit faster, but not a ton because I just, I, I mean, it, yeah, it does, it does quilt much faster. I guess I do run it faster. Um, but it depends on the pattern. If the pattern has a lot of back and forth, then I, I tend to tend to run it slower. But, but at, by the time you got that upgrade, you would cut back way on how many quilts you were doing. Right. Also. Yeah. 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 The, the so speed, you don't need the speed. The right. speed issue, I think you can uh, file that under the just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right. Right. Because you can doesn't mean you should right. Right. Uh, category. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love the new feet that came with it and the new vivid light system. But most of all, the accuracy is what I really like about it. Um, do you did you offer custom quilting? I know you did t-shirt quilts. We um, did offer custom quilting. We didn't do a mm -hmm. lot of it, but we did some. Mm -hmm. We did it under duress. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. What was the hardest part of growing your business? Was that breaking into the market? Was that what it was? Yes, yes, yes okay. definitely. I think what we finally uh, did, I got us on Google, which really helped. Um, word of mouth, of course. How, like how did it. how did you get yourself on Google? What do you mean I, by that? I called myself a store. <laughs> ah, okay. So we we sort of had a storefront door. <laughs> ah, okay. So we we sort of had a storefront at our house. You know, you had to. You really had to be. Uh, you, you were supposed to be a business, but. You were actually supposed to have a storefront, mm -hmm. but I kind of worked around that loophole, okay. you know, and, and yeah, put us on that. I, I think you could do that on Google Maps. I'm not sure, but no, you, a yeah. person could Google it to find out. So. Right, right. Um, do you know what to do with this question? It, Jenna and I were puzzled. What is one change in technology that makes it easier today? than it was when you started? Oh, I can answer that immediately. CS7. Creative ah, Studio okay. 7. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. It was a great, yeah. great change. Absolutely. So for those that don't know, um, Gamble machines come with, uh, machines come with uh, free software updates. We've never charged anybody for a software update. And so now like our 34th version ever is Creative Studio 7, which we came out with the first one, I don't know, maybe five years ago or something and there have been some small updates since then so you when you got your first machine was were we on version four no we were on five and five, five. was awful <laughs> we were like well compared to seven great. i'm, I'm yeah. not gonna hold back five was awful and then shortly after uh we had got our machine six came out and it was it was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, then well, we, and now six was awful, and seven is fantastic. Well, so no, I think six had it six had, had hiccups. Six had some issues. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I adjusted to the uh, monochromatic. Uh, the color changes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, once I adjusted to that, and then learned um, more about the software itself. Um, Man, I tell you, it, it's just, I can't say enough good about CS7. And I've, we, 
Can we talk about how user-friendly it is? Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I literally tell people this, you know, all day long. I can barely get into my email sometimes. Yeah. But I can run this machine. So, right. I mean, yeah. it's just so. Yeah. People who aren't familiar with it, when you look at other software that's made for quilting, um, this software is that we have, the Creative Studio 7, it's all on one screen. And it's 100% visual. What you see is what you quilt. Yep. And there's never any question, Jewel, what you see is what you quilt. Yep. And there's never any question about where something's going to land or how it's going to, you know, fit around the applique or whether it right. is or is not going to stitch over the, you know, the the T-shirt part right. of the quilt. Or, you well, know, even just, even just the, the buttons, you know, the, mm-hmm. the functions are just so obvious. I yeah, guess, right. you know, someone that's yeah. not, I'm technologically impaired sometimes yeah. and I can figure it out, you know? Right. So I think I can't stress that enough is, you know, mm-hmm. don't be afraid of it, you know, just yeah. because it's absolutely different. Um, you know, it's, it's a great system. Yeah. Um, one of the, one of the neatest things about CS7 that I like is being able to use the machine head itself to uh, uh, draw applique or uh, to actually draw your pattern lines or or whatever you're drawing, draw those out on the quilt using the head. Yeah. Uh, uh, prior to CS7, you couldn't do that. So if you needed to do an outline stitch around an applique or a patch or something like that, you had to, um, well, it, it was tough. But now with CS7, you can you can click your your points. You can draw an arc. You can draw straight lines. You, I mean, you can draw freehand with the machine head right there on the quilt, and that that just streamlined a lot of what we were trying to do. Yeah, it's a huge time saver for oh, anything yeah. you want to do. Oh, yeah, Big and time. honestly, uh, when we decided on Gamel, the deciding factors were the software and the the uh, durability of the machine, the right. heaviness of the machine. This little aluminum frame, it's a good heart, you know, good heavy metal frame. Right. And the machine head too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's a lot of money to spend six times what you had planned on spending. <laughs> yeah. Um, reminding me of that, Andrew. You have one, you well, can buy it once or you can buy it multiple times. Exactly. Yeah. You know? I, re- I recall the first, the first time of many that I had a lady who had a, she bought a machine with a computerized system on it and she had wore it out. Uh, the company said, we cannot fix it anymore. You need to get a new machine. And she still had two years of payments left on it. She oh, wow. had built a successful business with this um, machine, but wow. it was not a gamble. And her husband told her, you've either got to get a significantly better machine or this is not a business that's sustainable because she still had two years of payments, had two years of payments left and the machine was toast. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But I've seen lots of people since then with that same situation. You know, you've got to make sure that you're not trying to compete with, I mean, because the other people out there doing quilting, if they're doing any kind of business at all, they're using a gamble or a statler. Yep. By and large. Um yep. Who is your biggest cheerleader or support system? It looks like you support each other. Absolutely. You know, right there. 
what kind of impact has the quilting money and control of your personal schedule made in your life? Oh, it, it's just night and day difference yeah. from the way it was before. Um, Hands down. I mean, so much different. If if you want to get rich, go find another job because you're not going to get rich doing quilting. But correct. But the that you're going to have. Uh, I think Jenna mentioned, you know, the the freedom to make your own schedule. Yeah. I mean, you can you can quilt your underwear at two o'clock in the morning if you want to. That's right. Uh, I mean, you don't you don't have to keep, you know, nine to five business hours. You know, yeah. if, if you're up, uh, I obviously we don't have young, young children. But if you're up in the middle of the night with a sick child, you know, that won't go to sleep. Well, you could be busy quilting, you know, while mm -hmm. that child is. Oh, there's been there's been many days where, you know, my my children, you know, even just stayed home from school and. um you know, that was fine because they just, they stayed with me mm -hmm. right beside my machine. They, they literally grew up under playing under my machine. Oh yeah. Um, and you yeah. really, and you, and you don't have to take a day off from work to right. be home with them. Right? Did you have an elderly parent that you needed to be there for? Um, I did. Um, my dad, uh, ha had, uh, severely declining health uh a few years ago and i was able to be with him uh the last six or eight months of his life and um i was with him almost every day yeah he was uh, able to go and be with him and yeah and i took up the quilting on this end and, when i got home from work and things like that and, so. and the same with my mom um yeah. when her health began declining and we had to put her into assisted living uh, I was able to spend an awful lot of time with her too. So mm -hmm. um, it's been it it's been a tremendous uh, benefit to us from the freedom mm -hmm. to be able to do that, just to come and go and and still be able to earn a living. There's a ton of people that get stuck in the the obligations they have to their employer, right? Who's counting on them? Uh, and their obligations to their family where their heart really is. And so, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have said to each other many times over that we just, we made the right decision buying a gamel and we never regretted it. Well, and not only buying the gamel, but buying the gamel and starting a home, home-based business yeah. with it. Yeah. Uh, it's mm -hmm. been the best choice we've ever made. Yeah. Well, <laughs> second well, best, well, one, second best, second best. <laughs> you got. You seem like you got a good partnership going there. What is something that you wish someone would have told you when you first started? Run. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Um, we really haven't. Oh, I can't think of anything. Um, it sounds like you maybe weren't told uh, that the training. Like you, you, you were let down on the training. I love to brag about the gamble training now, but I won't say. Well, let me let me just jump in and say that um, you know my my vocational background might be in uh, nuclear missile type stuff, but my educational background is in uh, software and electronics, and. Um, 
I can kind of mind meld with the uh, Statler. I think that was a yeah. uh, great benefit uh, that we had was, um, you know, I, I've got a little bit of uh, experience doing some programming and uh, computer operation and stuff. Um, kind of the opposite of Jenna. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 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 I, yeah. He, he kind of learned his way through it, you know, well, piece and, by piece. But I will tell you the day after it was delivered, I took the day, you know, the, the rest of the week off and I stayed home to play with the machine. And the day after it was delivered, I spent all day just trying to figure out how to make the silly thing so a straight line. <laughs> uh, it was, it was a struggle, but, you know, it, Piece by piece, it started to fall into place. And uh, the next thing you know, I'm, uh, um, I've am i got a kind of a chat thing going on with the, uh, the lead programmer, the guy that wrote the software, and mm -hmm. uh, some of his minions about uh, things th that they could do to improve the software. <laughs> so, you know, you remember. <laughs> so... You know, you remember there was some training out there on the internet. There, it was on YouTube. There was. Uh, I don't remember. Man, I think you, it was just you, personal people, you, maybe. You've got to be real careful with the YouTube training, though. There's an awful lot of uh, YouTube oh, yeah. uh, experts. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah. So um, it was it was all those years ago, about 10 years ago, that you got your machine and started on this journey. Uh, what advice would you give to somebody who wants to achieve what you have achieved? Do it. Just do it. Do it. You won't. And don't look back because there's only forward to go. Yeah. You're buying a good machine, the, the best in the in the industry, and just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just, just take that leap of faith. Yeah. If it's something that you enjoy doing, you're going to be so much happier and i know people have like you know those people yeah. are going to like what you give them right <laughs> yeah. but you, you have to learn to say okay i'm taking a break you know sometimes well, and and like they say no is a complete sentence yeah that's right. you know? I, so yeah. i i oh go ahead jeff i was gonna say and if if someone gets into it and um that they discover that this isn't really what they is, is this really isn't how they're going to find their happiness in life. Um, man, these machines have a resale. Uh, I mean, they retain their value like crazy. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I know we used to, not, not so much anymore, but we used to get calls from uh, people all the time that said, hey, I know that you've got a gamel. Uh, do you know anybody that's got one for sale? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, they yeah. they were just, you know, cold calling, looking for these machines mm -hmm. uh, to buy used, looking for these machines mm -hmm. uh, to buy used. Mm -hmm. um, and they're willing to pay pay good money for them. Yep. So it, mm -hmm. it's not like you go buy a Chevy and two feet off the uh, dealership lot, it's instantly worth half of what you paid for it. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, I have a question from somebody who's uh, attending uh, Tanya. She's, I haven't read the question yet. I hope it's a good one. How much did you practice before offering quilting to the public? Knowing the quilting guilds would talk if you didn't do a good job. <laughs> ah, 
Yeah. Well, how much did we practice? Oh man, we did. We had. I had a lot of quilt tops that needed to be right. quilted. Yeah. yeah. You practice yeah. on your own, or you you know make some um, you know charity quilts. Charity, yeah. charity yeah. quilts. Yeah. Absolutely, we did yeah. a lot of practicing. A lot of yeah. absolutely, we did yeah. a lot of practicing. A lot of experimentation. Yeah. Do not um, practice on a good quilt top. <laughs> Let's <no>. say that. <laughs> No. And I think we started out with a piece of fabric, you know, yeah. do the first. Yeah. Oh, first yeah. Yeah. Stuff, like you know. yeah. Yeah. But we Whole did. Well, that's great because then you can, you know, then that way you can do some edge to edge, but you can also do, um, you know, some block patterns or. Yeah. You know, right. Just, just yeah. take a marker or something and draw your block or right. chalk or something. Oh, yep. yeah. We yep. we marked up a lot of uh, muslin with a T-square oh, yeah. and a Sharpie, you know. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Those turn, those turn into like dog blankets sometimes. Are you trying yeah, to right, that? Right. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, and when you're doing that, um, you know, I think the best advice I could give a new owner is don't be afraid to, uh, you know, that, that I've talked to other gamble owners in, in our area. They just haven't got a clue about how their machine works. Yeah. And we, we experimented a lot with, yeah. with size, pattern size, right. you know, making sure that we didn't over go over what throat size was available, but also in what size, what size to quilt it at. You know, if I quilt mm. it and, and the pattern's this big, it's going to be denser than if it's a lot bigger. And, uh, we did a lot of that experimenting and we did that with, uh, with charity quilts. Mm -hmm. I, I'm paying attention to the time. I can see that we are we're running out of the time uh -oh. that people agreed to be here with us. Um, gosh, I there's a lot about your stories that is new to me, and I really enjoyed everything you had to say. Um, if if anybody has uh, questions, obviously, um, if if anybody has uh, questions, obviously uh, wants to get a gamble machine, obviously you know you can call our office um, or email your uh, your contact at gamble if you've already been uh, working with us. But um, I'm excited. It looks like we're going to be able to do this as you know, kind of a weekly thing. And um, I sh sure appreciate you guys um, taking the time to share your stories with, with our other people. You're welcome. Sure. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thanks for inviting us, Andrew. All right. Thank you. Bye. Nice evening. Thank you for joining us today on Quilting Business Success. We hope you've been inspired by these stories of quilters just like you who have turned their dreams into reality. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes. One of the best things you can do to support us is to write a glowing review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform you're using to listen to the show. Those reviews help bring us up in the algorithm so that more quilters are exposed to our show. What would you like to change in your life, and what steps can you take today to bring you closer to the life that you want?